It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. No, you're not. Liberalism is back in style. Welcome to the evolution. Oz also made some very dumb comments about his support for the former president. I would support Donald Trump if he decided to run for president. Are you concerned about the ongoing legal investigations involving the former president? I haven't followed them very carefully. I've been campaigning pretty aggressively. They'll work themselves out. They'll work themselves out? He's a president being accused of treason, not a cat who swallowed some tinsel. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Award. It's the voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world. We'll do it right! Doug Basham. Raise a little hell, raise a little hell. Hail Trump! Hail our people! Hail victory! It is conquer or die. And good afternoon, seditious abaters of Trump the traitor. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to Pushing the Limits here on KSHP in Las Vegas and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PTL, as in Pushing the Limits, PTL Vegas, which means you can not only listen to the show, but watch it as well. And I got to tell you, folks, all the rumors you may have heard about me having a face for radio, fake news, fake news. Everybody knows it's fake news. Not only that, folks, I wore a shirt and a tie today. Seriously. Now, it's a blue shirt and blue tie, which is kind of my subconscious way of coercing you to voting blue next Tuesday. But still. My website, DougBasham.com, that's spelled B as in Bob, A-S-H-A-M as in Mary, DougBasham.com, my email, Doug at DougBasham.com, also, Facebook.com forward slash Doug Basham, Twitter's different, however, Twitter.com forward slash Basham Radio. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks, if you'd like to talk on the radio... Later, as in the next hour, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in save our democracy. I'm Doug Basham, in for Brian. Brian will be back tomorrow. Now, I also filled in for Brian on Friday. If you weren't here, I want to give you a brief recap. With the election now just one week away, my main message and goal was and remains today to implore you to not vote for any Republican this election. Why? Because thanks to the abject and craven cowardice of today's QOP and their acquiescence and submissiveness to Donald Trump, unquestionably the worst and most repulsive human being to ever rise to high office, not to mention their own lust for authoritarian power, 
Today's QOP has become the anti-democracy party and one that believes that any ends justify the means, whether they're ethical or not, whether they're legal or not. And here's their playbook. If you can't suppress the vote and the count doesn't go in your favor, just ignore the results, claim the election was rigged, and proclaim the loser to be the victor. It's Trump's playbook. And every Republican who's elected in this country not only empowers the QOP, but the chief democracy destroyer himself, Donald Trump. Between his stolen slash rigged election lies leading up to the 2020 election, which he has continued to this day, this human hemorrhoid has gone out of his way to show that he is an autocratic, authoritarian, dictator wannabe. That and he are incompatible with democracy, and they cannot coexist. Therefore, one has to go, Trump and his jackbooted thuggery or democracy. Which is why I told you on Friday that you have to decide which is more important to you, partisanship or patriotism. Because in the era of Donald Trump, you cannot be both. A vote for any Republican is a vote against democracy and will only hasten its demise. In short, democracy is on the ballot again this year, but even more so than it was two years ago. Why? Because in 2020, there was only one election denier on the ballot, Donald Trump. This year, as I also told you on Friday, there are currently over 350, over 350 election deniers running for office, and others are in office already. Many of those running have said they will only accept the results of the election if they win. Some of these twisted traitors are running on the platform that if they win, they will overturn the election. And not this one, but the 2020 election. Seriously, these are sick, demented people. They are authoritarian, anti-democracy, fascists. And listen close. Any of you Trump humpers want to argue this with me? To overturn an election is to overturn the will and votes of the American people. Overturning the people's will and votes destroys democracy. Get it? And that is as anti-American, unpatriotic, and fascistic as can be. I mean, why do you think the right-wing propaganda hate media keeps babbling and lying about non-existent Democrats, socialists, communists, and Marxists? To distract from the real fascists in their own party that actually do exist, that of course they're paid to protect. And so my question today is, what exactly does our democracy mean to you and how important is it to you? And are you really willing to sacrifice it either for partisanship or because you've been so brainwashed by your right-wing propaganda hate media, you actually don't realize that your democracy truly is at stake? We are currently living through a hostile takeover of the greatest experiment in self-governance in history. And most people don't even know it's happening, while many are egging it on and encouraging it. Whatever the case, because of what today's QOP has become, a vote for any Republican this election is a vote to destroy our democracy. 
And the first thing I want to do today is play a soundbite I teased on Friday at the end of the first hour. Said we'd get to it after the top of the hour break, and then never did, as we took phone calls for the next, what, 30, 40 minutes or so. Which was fun. Which we'll do again next hour. The number to call, 221-7283. That's area code 702-221-SAVE. Save our democracy. Now, the soundbite I never got to play was that of a Trump-supported candidate for Senate in Arizona, Blake Masters. He's an election denier who's running a campaign ad saying Trump won the 2020 election. However, in a debate last week, Masters said that Joe Biden was the legitimate president and that he had seen no evidence of vote rigging or election fraud. You see, these people talk a whole different game when they're on television than when they're just out at a rally gaslighting their supporters. Well, you can just imagine how that went over with the orange human diaper stain. And so, Trump immediately gets on the phone with Masters, and as it turned out, this call was recorded as it was part of a documentary being produced by Fox Noise. But because the audio isn't that clear, I'm going to give you an overview of it. Trump begins by telling Masters he did great in the debate, but that Trump had received a lot of complaints about Masters' election response, which Trump called, quote, a bad election answer, end quote. And then guess what Trump tells Masters he has to do to cross the finish line in his race? Yep, deny Biden won the election and say it was stolen slash rigged. And then Trump talks about Kerry Lake, the Republican candidate for governor in Arizona he has also endorsed. He says when Kerry Lake is asked how her family's doing, she responds by saying the election was rigged and stolen. <laughs> so Trump then tells Masters he'll lose if he goes soft, a.k.a. doesn't lie about the election being rigged slash stolen. And this is a twofer, folks, as I will explain after we listen to one pathetic little man grovel before an even larger pathetic little man. Oh, and because this was part of a documentary, somebody decided it'd be a good idea to add some background guitar music. Mr. President, how are you, sir? Because I got a lot of complaints about that. I don't know what you did with the debate, but, but I heard you did great on the debate, but a bad election answer. You got a lot of support. You got to stay with those people. Absolutely, we stay with those people. If you want to get across the line, you got to go stronger in that one thing. Because that was the one thing you had a lot of complaints about. Look at Carrie. Carrie's winning with very little money. And if they say, how is your family? She says the election was rigged and stolen. You'll lose if you go soft. You're going to lose that at the base. I'm not going soft. You take care of yourself, and uh, you're, going to be, uh, you're going to be a rocket ship tomorrow. You watch. Have a good time, Blake. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Mr. President. Bye-bye. So long, man. Bye. <laughs> I didn't think I went soft on the election. Yeah, he said that after he got off the phone with Trump. Did he tell Trump he wasn't going soft? Oh, of course not. That might upset, dear leader. And didn't you just love the guitar? Personally, if I were doing a documentary on any member of today's QOP, this is the background music I'd have chosen.
apropos, yes? Which reminds me, you know how Southern Trumpers trace their family tree? They go to Ancestry.com. And you know what's long and hard on a Southern Trumper? Second grade. And like I said, this call was a twofer. Firstly, how pathetically craven Blake Masters is to grovel and debase himself before the most corrupt and dishonest reprobate ever to rise to high office. Second, this is yet another damning indictment of exactly who and what Donald Trump is. Blake Masters is running to be a senator in Arizona. And so, what does Trump advise him to do? Campaign on how he's going to help Arizonians and improve their lives? Of course not. He wants Masters to obsess on Trump's big lie. You want to win this election, Blake? Keep saying the election was stolen and rigged, okay, useful idiot? Don't look out for Arizonians. Don't even look out for yourself. Look out for me, me, I, me, me. I mean, it is ironic, however, Donald Trump telling someone else to not go soft. Now, are any of you Trumpers actually stupid enough to think that Trump gives one continental damn about Arizona? Or any other state, for that matter? Don't answer. That was rhetorical. He doesn't. As the malignant and psychopathic narcissist he is, he is only ever capable of caring for himself and for anything he figures will benefit him and him alone. Donald Trump knows he was a piss-poor president who didn't give a damn about this country, wouldn't read his presidential daily briefs. That was boring. How would that benefit him? The fact that it might benefit the country never crossed his mind. And I use that word mind loosely. I have seen toilet bowls after an enema explosion that were less full of crap than Trump's quote-unquote mind. And hey, maybe that's what Trump needs, a cranial enema. Ten nine eight seven six five four three two one enema countdown. Ain't nothing better in the whole wide world than an enemy. I'm telling you, there's a song or two for everything on YouTube, isn't there? Now, I'm not saying Trump isn't right, but to whatever extent he is. That's just a further damning indictment of his brain-dead base, that they would care more about appeasing Trump than their own interests in their own state. Bottom line, Donald Trump is a loathsome and irredeemable psychopathic narcissist. He is a sickeningly disgusting human being, as is anyone who honestly wants this orange leech back in office, or any other Republican who will only empower Trump's insane delusion and his lust for power to remain out of jail. Hence... My main message for today, as it was Friday, do not vote for any Republican running for office this year. Not one. And if you honestly want Trump back in office, we need to talk. 221-7283 is the number to connect with the show in the next hour. That's 702-221-SAVE-OUR-COUNTRY from Donald friggin' Trump. 
And one last thing. Trump said when Carrie Lake is asked how her family's doing, she responds by saying the election was rigged and stolen. What? Like that's a good thing? You're asked about your family and your response is to lie for a guy who betrayed his country? Really? Would this be an example of those family values you right-wing nuts have been telling me about for years that I never believed even for one second? And if this story isn't already, if it hasn't already defined delusional sadness, there's this. Blake Masters is using Trump to fundraise. Nothing unusual about that. But get this, for every $5 he raises, $4.95 goes to Donald Trump. And it even says that right on the email message. I mean, I've heard of selling your soul for money, but demeaning and debasing yourself to that extent for a friggin' nickel? All that fawning and groveling for five cents? And here I thought Republicans didn't deal well with change. And you talk about redefining the term ironical. Now, the one thing this Blake Masters said that is true is that voter integrity is the most important issue and that the only way to keep America great is to pay attention to it. That's true, just not the way he means. And here's where I fault Democrats. I think their messaging for this election has been weak and feckless. I strongly believe they should have married this election to number one, real election integrity, as in not voting for A, election deniers, and B, those who believe they have the right to overturn elections they lose, and number two, the ongoing relentless assault on our democracy and the clear and present danger it faces. Again, one of the two main political parties in this country wants to annihilate our democracy. The presidency is the biggest bully pulpit and the loudest megaphone in the entire world. And Biden either hasn't used it or isn't up to using it to its full benefit. Hell, Trump used it every single day to lie to the American people. Now we have a president who has actually accomplished much in his first two years, and he won't use the bully pulpit to tell the friggin' truth. And the messaging should be easy. It writes itself. And they only have to go back a few days ago to call some gems. Listen to what Trump said on convicted felon Dinesh D'Souza's show again just a few short days ago. And I mean, not that he ever had it, but he's losing it. Trump's election lies have really jumped the chart. And then, of course, they voted six, seven, eight times, you know, as much as they could in the local area. Some of the people went back, I guess, they said 28 times in one day uh, to vote at different places with, you know, numerous votes. But they can't they can't put in a thousand because it wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't look right. They're very smart. You know, they go in with five votes, six votes, seven votes, and then they go to another one. But it adds up to millions of votes. Right. Voting a thousand times would look suspicious. But 28 times? Who's going to notice that? Just put on a different shirt each time you go and vote. Folks, this is beyond dishonesty and delusional. This is deranged. It is depraved. It's psychotic. Not surprisingly, as it's coming from a certified psychopath. And did you catch his source for his idiocy? They said 28 times. Who said? 
Dinesh D'Souza, convicted felon, the pillow guy, Mike Lindell, the Kraken lawyer, Sidney Powell, Rudy Giuliani. Trump and his media like to trash anonymous sources. No one's sources are as vague as Donald Trump's. They said... And if anyone is saying this, it's for the sole purpose of keeping on Donald Trump's good side. Although for the life of me, I don't know why you would want to stay in the good graces of a traitor, unless, of course, you were one too. And there are countless clips like this Democrats could use. I'll be playing more of them today. But it is extremely difficult for Democrats to compete with the massive media infrastructure the right has built over the years, in particular, right-wing propaganda hate radio. And Democrats so far have shown no interest in catching up. Trust me, I know. That's one of the reasons my show is no longer on the air. But what? Who? Me bitter? But sticking with the Arizona election deniers and liars, then there's Carrie Lake, who's running to be governor. She has called Joe Biden an illegitimate president, even though James Comey and Vladimir Putin didn't help him win, and recently said she would only accept the results of the election if she wins. Sound familiar? My question is, will you accept the results of your election in November? I'm going to win the election, and I will accept that result. If you lose, will you accept that? I'm going to win the election, and I will accept that result. What a harpy fishwife and skank. So much so that Carrie Lake made the dishonor roll on Saturday Night Live just two nights ago. And this clip reaffirms a long-held axiom regarding comedy. The best comedy is rooted in reality and the truth. And also joining us is Arizona's Republican candidate for governor, Carrie Lake. Great to be with you, Judy, on your sweet little show full of lies. (laughs) Miss Lake, you've pulled ahead of your Democratic opponent, Arizona Secretary of State Katie Hobbs. Yes, I have. Now, you were a local news anchor and a Democrat for many years. Correct, yeah. And yet you're gaining voters. Why? I've just clicked with many of the wonderful, terrified elderly people here in Arizona, (laughs) the Florida of the West. (laughs) Also, I'm a fighter. In my life, I've sent back over 2,000 salads, and I'm not afraid to do the same thing with democracy. Very well. Now, one of your main campaign issues is the denial of the 2020 election. Can you media types just get over the one thing I've made the center of my campaign for months and months? (laughs) Arizonans want to talk about the issues that affect them, like crime in New York or crime in Detroit. Great. Now, Miss Lake, you have proposed some big changes to local voting laws. If you become governor, do you promise to make sure everyone's vote counts? Judy, I'll make it easy. If the people of Arizona elect me, I'll make sure they never have to vote ever again. <laughs> Boom. And yet, and yet, they're telling us these races in Arizona and other states are close. How can this be? How how can this overall election be close? One party lies, is corrupt and treasonous, condones violence, killed Roe v. Wade, and hates democracy. They support Russia and Putin overturning elections, overturning the government, and installing Trump as king. The other party is the exact opposite. But have they made that case? I would submit they haven't. 
And these QOP election-denying Republicans who are repeating Trump's big stolen election lies or variations of it, along with the ridiculous QAnon conspiracy theories, are simply not fit for office. I mean, this is the same verbal diarrhea we have been hearing from the failed human experiment named Donald Trump for years now. I would like to promise and pledge to all of my voters and supporters and to all of the people of the United States that I will totally accept the results of this great and historic presidential election if I win. Traitor. And that was back in October of 2016. And Trump made good on that pledge in 2020 when he lost. And that shameless, seditious charade continues today, in 2022. Either the Republican wins or it was stolen slash rigged. Again, that is as anti-democracy, anti-American, unpatriotic, and fascistic as it gets. And as Rolling Stone reported on Sunday, Trump is already gearing up to challenge this election, beginning with the Senate race in Pennsylvania, between Democrat John Fetterman and more quack than Dr. Mehmet Oz. He's calling it, quote, a dress rehearsal for 2024, end quote. This is the exact same playbook he utilized in 2020. The difference is he now has more election deniers and overturners running for office. And again, some are already in office. Thus, he can create an even more dangerous constitutional crisis than he did in the last election. Attorney General Merrick Garland, an embattled nation turns its lonely and patriotic eyes to you. Indict this orange criminal and ensure he can do no more damage to this nation. Now, I doubt Trump will ever see the inside of a prison as the logistics of jailing a former president, even one as corrupt and treasonous as Trump, are the stuff of nightmares. But we can ensure he is never allowed to run for office again, and that is the very least Trump deserves. America deserves much more. And this is why my main statement I made Friday and I'm making today remains, do not vote for any Republican this election. Not one. It also brings me back to the question I asked earlier. What are you, a Trump Republican partisan or a patriot? Because in this election, you cannot be both. You are either pro-democracy or you're not. You're either pro-American or you're not. You're either a patriot or or you're a Trumper. The choice is yours. I told you on Friday about the armed voter intimidating vigilantes in Arizona. I told you a lawsuit had already been filed regarding this intimidation factor by Democratic election lawyer extraordinaire Mark Elias. He said a hearing had been set for the next day. Well, as a result of that suit, the group that was promoting the vigilantes has canceled what they were calling Operation Dropbox. But I do want you to hear something Mr. Elias said the night before the operation was canceled. He was asked to comment on those Trump Republican members of the QOP who are championing these vigilantes and how much responsibility they bear. This was his response. 
Absolutely. Republicans from top to bottom bear responsibility. Where is Mitch McConnell calling this out? Where is Kevin McCarthy calling this out? Where are the so-called responsible leaders of the Republican Party saying having armed vigilantes at the polls preventing people from casting their ballots in a legal way is wrong and they're going to denounce it? Where are they? It's not just the Kerry Lakes. It's not just the, the state legislators in Arizona. It is from top to bottom a party that has abandoned democracy and has lost all semblance of decency. Boom. But I got to tell you, Mark, with all due respect, there are no responsible leaders in today's QOP. They are all combinations of spineless cowards and craven anti-democracy fascists following the path Trump laid out for them. Again, whatever it takes, the end justifies the means. Who cares if it's moral or even legal? And I can't stress or repeat this enough. One of America's two political parties has become the anti-democracy party of authoritarianism and fascistic rule. Ergo, don't vote for any of them. And, you know, I'd like to say I agree with Elias, but there's nothing to either agree or disagree with. What he stated are facts, plain and simple. And this is the most damaging thing Donald Trump has done to this country. He single-handedly destroyed the very concept of truth. He and his equally dishonest minions introduced us to alternative facts, even though by definition there's no such thing. Anything contrary to the truth are not alternative facts. They're lies, plain and simple. But thanks to Donald Trump, we no longer share a common truth or, or a shared set of facts. Everything is subjective. And this is the one thing Donald Trump was successful at, destroying the concept of truth. And just remember, what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. It's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. Truth it's is true. About no, it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. You're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts to that. I think sometimes we can disagree with the facts. No. All that perfectly sums up Trumpism, doesn't it? We disagree with the facts. No, you can't disagree with facts unless you're a liar. And that's what the serial lying Trump has done to this country, as has his right-wing propaganda hate media, Republican legislators, and, of course, his brain-dead base. The QOP has already given us QAnon idiots like Marjorie Trader, Eight Toes Green, and Lauren Bobo the Clown Bobert. Now they're trying to give us people like Dr. Oz, more quack than doctor, and Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, who is perhaps the most manifestly unfit and unqualified candidate for public office since Donald Trump himself. He's a certified liar. He's also dumber than the proverbial box of rocks. I'm serious. If Walker had a coherent thought in his head, it would rattle itself to death in that empty cavern he calls his brain. And Walker, like Carrie Lake, was pilloried on Saturday Night Live this week as well. With the midterms less than two weeks away, Republicans appear to be surging with a strong closing message from candidates who have gone from underdogs to stars of the Republican Party. But how? Tonight, we talked to three of them. 
First, Senate candidate from Georgia, Herschel Walker. Yeah, hello, Judas. Um, my name is Herschel Walker, Texas Ranger, and I'm running for president of the United Airlines. Like the great Trump Donald said, I could pay for an abortion in the middle of Fifth Avenue and not lose any voters. And I swear, Herschel Walker fell out of the stupid tree and hit every damn branch on the way down. Seriously. And I'll add this. If the QOP is willing to put a violent, lying, deadbeat dad who is as dumb as a stump and coherent as a wet newspaper in the upper chamber of Congress for six long years, all for partisan gain, they don't give two craps about this country. And make no mistake, they don't. They don't give a continental rat's ass about this nation. As right-wing hate radio ho Dana Lash said, I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. Today's QOP has almost become as amoral as Donald Trump himself. Rampant, reeking Republican hypocrisy. Moving on, seeing as I just mentioned this QAnon conspiracy theory, let's dig a little deeper into that, shall we? Firstly, the theory itself, namely that a cabal of satanic, cannibalistic Democrats, of course, operate a global child sex trafficking ring, wherein they not only sexually abuse children, but kill them, drink their blood, or even eat them. Now, the one thing they haven't explained is how you traffic these children after you eat them. But hey, people who buy into ridiculous conspiracy theories aren't known for their ability to do nuance or exercise logic and common sense. We won with poorly educated. I love the poorly educated. And let's be honest, the only reason Trump can get away with saying something like that is because his base is too stupid to realize he was talking about them. Evidenced by the raucous applause he received for saying something those stupid enough to attend one of his clandemic rallies should be highly offended by. You know, if they weren't so stupid... So that's the QAnon conspiracy theory. And again, that's stupid enough. But the part of the theory that Donald Trump is the hero in this story, that it is Trump that's going to save these children, QAnon influencers have been telling their followers that Trump would be conducting mass arrest and executions of thousands of cabal members on a day known as the storm or the event. Really? The guy who once asked a friend if it was wrong to be more sexually attracted to his 13-year-old daughter than to his wife? That guy is going to save the children? Really? Who would actually believe that other than, you know, really stupid people, a.k.a. Trump's base? These are people of the land, the common clay of the New West. You know. 
The only comment I heard Trump make on QAnon, he did what he always did, showed that the only thing that matters to him is the appeasement of his gigantic yet fragile ego. During the pandemic, uh, the QAnon movement has been, appears to be gaining a lot of followers. Can you talk about what you think about that and what you have to say to people who are following this movement right now? Well, I don't know much about the movement other than I understand they like me very much, uh, which I appreciate, but I don't know much about the movement. They like me, therefore I like them. And of course he's lying. He knew exactly what QAnon was when he was asked. But apparently at the time, that was too over the top even for Trump. But let not your hearts be troubled. Not so much anymore. But because they liked him and because he's the hero of this conspiracy, oh hell no, he wasn't going to call them out for what they were and what the, the theory was. Plus, Trump can never have enough useful idiots and tools from whom he can fleece money. And from there, Trump continues to do what he does best, lie and use the QAnon movement to attack the George Floyd protest. Uh, I have heard that it is gaining in popularity. And from what I hear, it's, these are people that when they watch the streets of Portland, when they watch what happened in New York City in just the last six or seven months, but this was starting even four years ago when I came here, almost four years, can you believe it? Uh, these are people that don't like seeing what's going on in places like Portland and places like Chicago and New York and other cities and states. And uh, I've heard these are people that love our country and they just don't like seeing it. So. I don't know really anything about it other than they do supposedly like me. Me, me, I, me, me. They like me. And just for the record, the QAnon movement was not started because of the George Floyd protests. But once again, you see the malignant narcissism from the psychopathic Trump, who was only ever capable of caring for what placates his insatiable ego and exaggerated sense of self. You need more proof? Listen to the next question the reporter asked Trump and his response. At the crux of the theory is this belief that you are secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals. Does that sound like something you are behind? Or well, I haven't, I haven't heard that, but uh, is that supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? I mean, you know, if, uh, if I can help save the world from problems, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to put myself out there. And we are, actually. We're saving the world from a radical left philosophy that will destroy this country. And when this country is gone, the rest of the world would follow. The rest of the world would follow. That's the importance of this country. Oh, save us, Cheeto Jesus. Save us. My God. No pun intended. Donald Trump saving the world from a global ring of pedophiles who sexually abuse and traffic children. <laughs> but you see, this is yet another example of Trump's base not being the brightest bulbs on the Christmas tree, not being able to or refusing to apply this simple logic I'm now going to share with you. Donald Trump was in office for four friggin' years, and he did nothing, nothing, 
with regards to this QAnon conspiracy theory. No arrests, no executions. The only element of this conspiracy theory that meant anything to him was that they liked him. That's it, as you just heard. Now I want to move on to the issue of Trump's theft of sensitive government documents. All of his babbling about declassifying the information, including the lies he told Fox News, wherein Trump made full use of one of his favorite weapons, dishonest distractions, in order to divert attention from the fact he's guilty of that on which the DOJ is contemplating charging him, and damn well better do so. And as you listen to this clip, listen to the act Sean Hannity puts on. It is nauseating for its submissiveness. He treats this interview and poses his questions as if he's talking to a serious person who actually has a case for why he stole government documents. Trump doesn't, and Hannity knows he doesn't. But his job and the very business model of his station, Fox News, is to lie on behalf of Trump and the QOP. It's embarrassing, but it's all part of their ploy to make Trump appear to be someone who is actually fit for office. He isn't, not by a long shot. But as soon as Trump became the nominee, they became what became known as the norm. They began, I should say, what became known as the normalization of Donald Trump. He's not normal. Let's give this travesty a listen. So let me ask you this question, because I, I think this is the next logical question, because the president of the United States, you, unlike, say, Hillary Clinton in her case, right. a president has the power to declassify. Correct. Okay. You had said on Truth Social a number of times you did de declassify. I did declassify, yes. Okay. Is there a process? What was your process to declassify? It doesn't have to be a process, as right. I understand it. You know, there's different people say different right. things, but as I understand it, there doesn't have to be... Firstly, Hannity knows damn well that there is a process, but his job is to show for Trump. And so he asked a question to which he already knew the answer for the sole purpose of providing Trump with an opportunity to lie, which Trump did, to which Hannity said nothing, even though he knew Trump was lying. That's Fox. But did you catch the little plausible deniability Trump included in his response? As I understand it, which is a lie. But he thinks it allows him to play the I don't know card in the future. We now know that multiple Trump advisors, including his own White House attorneys, told him he wasn't allowed to take those documents with him and that it constituted a felony if he did. Trump didn't care. He's an autocratic, authoritarian, dictator wannabe. He believes he's above the law, and in fact, he wants to be and believes his desires and whims should be the law. And of course, as I just said, there absolutely is a process for declassifying documents, including notifying the agency or agencies who classified it in the first place. Thus far, there has been zero evidence presented that Trump notified any agency for anything he's now lying and saying he declassified. And as he continued, Trump not only expanded his first lie, the way he did so was not only insulting, it was embarrassing. Seriously. And of course, Hannity played it straight. That's what he's paid to do. 
you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it. Bitch, please. This isn't just a lie. This is an embarrassing, insulting lie. Oh, I can declassify stuff just by thinking it. But you see, this is the one foundational hallmark of Donald Trump. The man, and I use that word loosely, he has no shame. Zero. I mean, this is such a brazen, obvious lie that even a mentally challenged halfwit would be ashamed to utter it. Fortunately for Trump, many in his lobotomized base don't even rise to that level. But Trump can utter it, and with conviction, because he has no shame. An another example, remember when he mistakenly said that Hurricane Dorian, which was headed for Florida, would also hit as far as Alabama? Government meteorologists quickly disputed that, but Trump being Trump, couldn't even admit he had made an honest mistake. So what did he do? He continued to tell the lie that Alabama was going to be hit. And then he actually went on national television during a presidential briefing and held up a weather map, but one he had altered with a Sharpie. Seriously, he drew a half circle over the southern part of Alabama, again with a Sharpie, which stood out like a sore thumb compared to the other official markings on the map. Who would do something like that? Answer, someone who's not just a liar, but a liar with absolutely zero shame. That was insulting and embarrassing. And while we're on the Sharpie weather map to uh, topic, this was one time when one intrepid reporter told Trump it looked like a Sharpie had been used on the map. And as you listen to this clip, please take note of the ease with which Trump lies. He lies as easily as most people breathe, and ironically, with the same frequency. President, you showed us the map earlier, the initial fork. Yeah. Uh, it appeared to have uh, been edited or something to include Alabama. Can you explain how that change was made? Did no, I just know, yeah. I, I know that Alabama was in the original forecast. Uh, they thought it would get it as a piece of it. It was supposed to go, actually, we have a better map than that, which is going to be presented where we had many lines going directly, many models, each line being a model, and they were going directly through. And in all cases, Alabama was hit, uh, if not lightly, in some cases, pretty hard. And that map that you showed today looked like it's almost like a Sharpie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Nothing he said there, nothing was the truth. Alabama was not the original forecast, and certainly not to the extent it was going to get hit really hard. And the Weather Service confirmed that the first time Trump told that lie. And what you just heard was Trump doing what we discussed on Friday, selling the lie. In the original forecast, Alabama wasn't just going to get hit, but some forecasts said many people are saying it would be hit wheelie, wheelie hard. The inveterate liar selling the lie, which in this case requires the teller of the lie to have absolutely zero shame whatsoever. No problem for Trump. And just for the record, he didn't have a better map he was going to present, you know, the one with all the lines and models, nor did he ever present one. Why? Because there wasn't one. He was lying. 
But did you hear how comfortable he was and the ease with which he demonstrated that comfort when the reporter said it looked like the original map had been altered with a Sharpie? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He just doesn't care. And of course he was lying. Of course he knew. He was the one who altered it or at the very least ordered someone else to. But again, when you have less than zero shame, you can actually vomit embarrassing comments like that during a presidential press conference. And if you go back and watch that footage, look at the expressions on the faces of his aides when he held that map up. They were cringing at this orange rear smear's complete and disgraceful lack of shame. Apparently, you can change the course of a hurricane, too, just by thinking it. You know, as long as you have zero shame and a Sharpie. Which brings us back to Trump's interview on Fox Noise. He continued to speak, and as always, he continued to lie. And I'm going to let you hear Stephen Colbert's intro of this next remark, as well as his follow-up, which was quite amusing. Then the former president claimed that he didn't pack the boxes, so he didn't know what was in the boxes. Then he said exactly what was in the boxes. Boxes and boxes of pictures, uh, newspaper articles, uh, tremendous, even kitchen things. You have tremendous amounts of different items. Much clothing. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Much clothing. Many shirts. Very pant. Such sock. <laughs> And as he continued to speak, Trump perhaps unwittingly alluded to something we real-world dwellers have suspected all along. Where else did he send the documents he stole? Because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. And there doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. We... I declassified everything. You're sending it to Marilardo or to wherever you're sending it. Uh-huh. Does that sound like he only sent stuff to Marilardo? Doesn't to me. And again, he's lying. There absolutely is a process for properly declassifying. But did you hear his final lie? I declassified everything. This prompted this response from Stephen Colbert. Everything. Okay, I'll hop on that crazy train. Let's say he telepathically declassified everything. That means he thinks it's a good idea somehow for everyone to know foreign nuclear secrets and somehow getting all the names of America's undercover spies out there. How is that better? Great point and great question. But did Trump's right-wing propaganda hate media ever offer either? No, they didn't, because it doesn't suit their agenda and business model. More on Colbert after we finish listening to this idiotic and dishonest fluff interview. Next, Trump went to a standby, just another radical liberal organization trying to make poor, oppressed Donald Trump look bad when he is as guilty as sin dipped in pig fat. Now, I declassified things, and we were having a lot of problems with NARA. You know, NARA uh, is a radical left group of people running that thing, and when you send documents over there, 
I would say there's a very good chance that a lot of those documents will never be seen again. Yep, the National Archives and Records Administration. It's comprised of nothing but radical lefties, even though they had no problem with either Bush 1 or Bush 2, Reagan, Ford, Nixon, etc., etc. I mean, at some point, even the die-hardest of Trumpers have to admit, or at least consider, maybe, just maybe, the problem is Trump. And in all honesty, they know. They know he is everything we real world dwellers know he is. The difference is they don't care because they're just as bad as he is. The integrity honor challenge dregs of society have finally found their champion, a lifelong grifter, con man, and snake oil salesman, a chronic habitual pathological serial liar, a nauseatingly malignant narcissist who has to make everything about himself and only cares about things from the standpoint of whether or not they benefit him, an autocratic authoritarian dictator wannabe, and of late, a traitor to his country. And then Trump went full stupid, and everybody knows you never want to go full stupid. There's also a lot of speculation because of what they did, the severity of the FBI coming and raiding Mar-a-Lago, were they looking for the Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? And this response was so stupid, Stephen Colbert had no chance or no choice but to make his response equally stupid. Difference is, Colbert's stupidity was intentional. Trump's wasn't. He was just lying, and his desperation took precedence over clarity. Were they looking for the Hillary Clinton emails that were deleted, but they are around someplace? Were they looking for the well, wait, spying you're not on Trump? You had it. Did, did no, no. They may be saying they no. may have thought that it was in did. there. I'm sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is so crazy. That's so crazy. He confused Sean Hannity, <laughs> and Sean comes pre-confused. <laughs> At this point, he's just throwing out magnetic conspiracy theories at the refrigerator to see what they spell out. Uh, maybe they were looking in my basement for the Sasquatch who shot JFK with Hunter Biden's laptop with his partner, the Chupacabra, who hung Jeffrey Epstein with Barack Obama's long-form birth certificate chemtrails. And here are a couple things neither Colbert nor Trump's media have ever pointed out. Firstly, don't you have to ask the question, why on earth would Trump even need that stuff? And of course, the obvious answer to anyone who lives in the real world and knows what a lifelong con man and grifter Trump is, it's either to sell them for money that will benefit him or for leverage that will benefit him monetarily. I mean, really, what other possible excuse could you come up with to justify Trump even having possession of these top secret documents. He didn't read them when he was president. He has less need to read them now, unless again, they can benefit him. Second, and this takes us back to the inability or refusal of Trump's brain dead base to even, to apply even a smidgen of logic. You heard what Trump just said. It's the same situation with the QAnon conspiracy. Four years in office, no mass arrests, no executions. Nothing QAnon related at all, except they liked him. It's the same with these stolen documents. Trump had them at Merrill, he's had them at Marilado for almost two years. He had access to them for four years before that. 
Don't you think if there were anything in them regarding Hillary's emails, he would have said or done something? Of course he would have. But when he's caught red-handed committing felony theft and espionage, there are no depths of dishonesty and depravity to which he will not sink to try and save his own bulbous ass. Hence, he offers another insulting and embarrassing lie that the feds were looking for Hillary's emails, com completely ignoring another truth that they already found many of the quote-unquote missing emails. I mean, whether they were deleted from Hillary's server or not, they still existed on the phones or computers of those who either received emails from Hillary or sent them to her. And after examination of those emails, they still found nothing admiss amiss. But you think Trump's base knows that? You think their media ever told them that? Of course not, considering the number of inbreds who still, yell, who still yell lock her up at Trump's idiotic clandemic rallies. Back after the top of the hour break, folks. Keep it here. interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. No, you're not. Liberalism is back in style. Welcome to the evolution. We will give you updates on all the races as Americans turn out to answer this year's big question democracy, hot or not? <laughs> And it looks like we're going to have a nail-biter here because polls have the race tightening as Republicans gain momentum. But in what could be a good sign for Democrats, early voting turnout is breaking records, possibly because of those signs outside of polling stations, democracy closing, everything must go. I am the god of hellfire, and I bring you... was voted Variety Entertainer of the Year in the Excellence in the Arts Award. It's the voice of logic and reason. Live from the entertainment capital of the world, Doug Basham. Hail Trump! Hail our people! Hail victory! It is conquer or die. And good afternoon, seditious evaders of Trump the traitor. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Doug Basham, and welcome to Pushing the Limits here on KSHB in Las Vegas, and to a genuine demonstration of excellence in broadcasting. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PTL, as in Pushing the Limits, PTL Vegas, which means you can not only just listen to the show, but you can watch it as well, folks. I mean, I, I got to tell you, for those who haven't done so yet... I went all out today. I wore a dress shirt, 
and a tie. You are a shop dress man. <laughs> and, and and it's a blue shirt and a blue tie. Ergo, vote blue a week from tomorrow. Again, my main message on Friday, my main message today, do not, under any circumstances, any, vote for any Republican on Tuesday. A vote for any Republican strengthens today's QOP, which has become the party of anti-democracy and their chief democracy destroyer, Donald friggin' Trump. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station, folks. If you want to talk on the radio, that's 702-221-SAVE, as in Save Our Democracy. If you need to get a hold of me, my website is DougBasham.com, spelled B-A-S-H-A-M, as in Mary, DougBasham.com. My email, Doug at DougBasham.com. Also, Facebook.com forward slash DougBasham. Twitter is different, however. Twitter.com forward slash Basham Radio. If you are just joining us, as we led into the top of the hour break, we were listening to an interview Trump did on Fox Noise with Sean Hasn't Any. And they were talking about Trump's theft of sensitive government documents, documents that belong to the U.S. government, not Trump. And the bite we heard just before the break, Trump said maybe the feds were looking for Hillary's emails. I made the point. Trump had these documents at Merrillardo for almost two years. He had access to them for four years before that. Don't you think if there were anything in those documents regarding Hillary's emails, he would have said or done something? Of course he would have. But Trump's base has never told these logical, nuanced things by the right-wing propaganda hate media. And this is the inevitability of them isolating themselves deep within the bowels of their media's bubble and echo chamber. Of course they don't know any of this. Which is why one of their favorite whataboutisms and false equivalences remains, but, but, her emails... Oh, and for those who criticize Joe Biden for not holding rallies, quick word, losers hold rallies, winners hold office. But I want to get back to Stephen Colbert for a moment. I am well aware of how the right likes to dismiss people like Colbert as just late-night comedians. But A, I asked you to cite something he said that wasn't true. And B, I ask if any of you Trumpers can provide an answer to the question you heard him ask in response to Trump's lie that he declassified everything. That means he thinks it's a good idea somehow for everyone to know foreign nuclear secrets and somehow getting all the names of America's undercover spies out there. How is that better? Any of you Trumpers have a good answer to that question? And the correct answer is no, you don't, because there isn't one. The good news is Trump's lying. He didn't declassify anything, and certainly not everything. As I've said for years, Trump says whatever he perceives will make him look best at any particular moment. And at that moment, he decided saying he declassified everything, made him look good. It didn't, except to the rubes, dupes, and suckers in his base who keep telling us how rich Trump is and yet keep sending him money, which he then doesn't use for the purpose he fleeced the money from them in the first place. Case in point.
He grifted $250 million from his base for his bogus Stop the Steal movement. He then turned around and spent $0 on his efforts to overturn the election. Why? Because he knew he was lying. He knew the election wasn't stolen in Reagan. We now know that he admitted that to his closest aides. But he also knew his base would keep sending him money. Again, Trump despises his base and sees them as nothing but useful idiots and tools to keep replenishing his bank account. And because they're not the sharpest knives in the drawer, they keep sending it to this self-professed billionaire. Again, stupid people do stupid things. And if you need any more proof of just how much Trump hates his base, here's another instance. Same M.O., different grifter. Steve Bannon swindles millions of dollars from Trump's base for his build-the-wall grift. Millions of dollars. Then he keeps the money for himself. What does Trump do to the guy who conned and defrauded and swindled his base? Does Trump renounce Bannon on behalf of his base? Of course not. He pardons Bannon. Oh, Trump just loves you Trumpers so much. Trump's base is Charlie Brown to Trump's Lucy. He will never let you kick the football, Trumpers, no matter how much money you send him or how much you continue to support him. But when I began this bit on Trump and the classified material he stole... I said it was all a distraction. Here's why. Trump is being investigated for potentially breaking three laws, one of them being a key facet of the Espionage Act. The three laws are, one, willful retention of national defense information, two, concealment or removal of government records, and three, obstruction of a federal investigation. Here's the kicker, Trumpers. Listen close. Move closer to your radio or computer screen or phone. Under these three laws, the classification status of the material doesn't matter. I'll repeat that. Under these three laws, the classification status of the material doesn't matter. To be found guilty of violating the espionage does not require that the information be classified. It only requires that the information be capable of compromising the national security of the United States. On that charge, they have him dead to rights. Add to that, simply failing to surrender sensitive government information when properly asked by a government official to do so, that is also a violation of the Espionage Act. I thought I had more there in that note. (laughs) That's it. That is also a violation of the Espionage Act. Your voice is supposed to drop when you hit a period. As for concealment or removal of government records, ditto, dead to rights. He's even admitted he took them. He's just telling the declassification lie to placate his brain-dead base. Jeez. And three, obstruction of justice. When you steal government documents and then you lie and say you didn't, and then you change your story and admit you did take them and that you'll return them all and then you don't return all of them, prompting a legally obtained and executed search warrant to recover the documents and then it's reported you still haven't returned them all, 
That is as clear a case of obstruction of justice as there is. And just for the record, he cannot declassify nuclear secrets. And all this classified slash declassified rhetoric is just that, designed to distract for what he's actually being investigated for. They have him dead to rights on all three laws. In short, he's guilty. He's guilty, Judge, he's guilty. You could see it in his eyes. He's guilty, Judge, he's guilty. We have seen through all his lies. The time has come to put this boy. dismissed with the thanks of the court. We are adjourned. You know, there's a great meme online that kind of outlines the timeline with Trump's evolving lies on this topic. It goes like this, quote, I didn't take the documents, but if I did take them, they weren't classified. And if they were classified, then they were planted. And if they weren't, weren't, I declassified them. And if I didn't, then it's a hoax. And if it's not a hoax, Obama did it. And of course, Barack Obama did no such thing. And that has been confirmed by what Trump calls that radical leftist organization, NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration. And this is something I was looking for when a caller brought this lie up on Friday and couldn't find it. Here's the actual statement from NARA, quote, the National Archives assumed exclusive legal and physical custody of Obama presidential records when President Obama left office in 2017 in accordance with the Presidential Records Act. NARA moved approximately 30 million pages of unclassified records to a NARA facility in the Chicago area where they are maintained exclusively by NARA. You get it? None were taken to his private country club, which he doesn't have, and if he did, he wouldn't do it anyway, because that man has honor, unlike Trump. Additionally, this is back to the NARA statement. Additionally, NARA maintains the classified, the classified Obama presidential records in a NARA facility in the Washington, D.C. area. As required by the PRA, that's the Presidential Records Act, former President Obama has no control over where and how NARA stores the presidential records of his administration. End quote. A direct quote from NARA, the National Archives and Records Administration. Another day, another Trump lie, another Trump crime, rinse and repeat. But here's the kicker in all this. After Trump stole office with James Comey and Vladimir Putin's help, a national security bill he signed changed the law regarding classified information. In 2018, Trump signed the bill which, made, which changed the law regarding classified information. It was, it was the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA. 
Before Trump, wrongly moving classified material was a misdemeanor with a maximum one-year sentence. Trump changed it to a felony with a maximum sentence of five years. And you know why he did this? He hoped he could apply it to Hillary Clinton, except that he couldn't. He had four years. Couldn't do it. Why? Because there was nothing there. But I got to ask, how sweet would it be if a law signed out of malice towards Clinton is used to punish Trump for his treasonous actions? And it damn well should. 221-7283 is our call in number here at the station, folks. If you want to talk on the radio, that's area code 702-221-SAVE, as in save our democracy. Let's head to the phones now, and we will begin with my good buddy, Mark. You're first. Thanks for calling. Hey, Doug. Hey, Mark. Hey, uh, uh, how you doing, guy, today? I, I, you know, you, you, you seem a little upset about a few things. It's almost as if you're sane. Well, I, I guess so. Well, I'm a realist. I'm a realist who places, you know, a lot of emphasis on the truth and facts. Absolutely. There's a couple that I wanted to send your way regarding that too. Sure. Uh, just the other day when you were on, there was a guy that called in and said, "Well, what about those Democrats who deny that they lost elections?" Yeah. Uh, Stacey Abrams actually uh, said. That of course she accepted the results of the 2018 election against Kemp, even though of course he should have recused himself because he was the Secretary of State at the same time he was running for the governorship. Right. But uh, she raised issues about that election regarding access. Okay. My point was that, and this is a quote. My point was that the access to the election was flawed, and I refuse to concede a system that permits citizens to be denied access. That is very different than someone claiming fraudulent outcome. Right. So for all those Republicans out there who want to say, what about ISM, there's no such thing here. Well, Donald I, Trump basically, yeah. uh, as a narcissist that he is, has no interest in uh, reality or facts or that the 61 lawsuits were dismissed for lack of evidence, right. not because of standing. Yeah. Um, yeah, you but, know, and the... The, well, you know what, Mark, just, thing, Mark just, just further to the point you just made before you go on, the, the reason sure. that, that Trump supporters do these weak and lame-ass whataboutisms is because their media doesn't give them any nuance. I mean, they don't give them any facts and truth, but they also don't give them any nuance either. And that's why, oh, well, Obama took 30 million docs. Well, mm-hmm. no, that's not true. But that's what yeah. they're told by their media, and they don't get into the nuance of it, and that's why they're so, pardon my French, ignorant and stupid. Well, you know, the problem is you, you use the word nuance, and the Republican listeners out there are going to have to look up what that means. <laughs> Ouch. So, you know, that's a real issue. <laughs> hey, uh, the, the other thing is that Paul Krugman had a, uh, had a pretty good piece. Uh, it's in the sun today. And uh, the, the headline tells you all, everything you need to know. Republicans have no plan to address inflation. Yeah. So when these, when all the idiots out there go, well, look, the Democrats caused inflation, and they don't even ask their candidates, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Because they have no plan, first yeah. of all. And secondly, half the inflation we're experiencing is corporations taking profit. All right? So if you want to bitch about 
sorry, if you want to complain about Democrats not addressing inflation, you know, uh, take a look at everybody out there buying products and buying products at inflated prices, you know, like gasoline. Yeah. Yeah. When when <laughs> when profits are, are hitting record levels. Yeah. Imagine that, you know. So so if, if you took that out of the equation, our inflation rate would actually be about half of what it is now and a lot lower than what most of the world is experiencing including in the UK and yep. and they're they're still they're still dabbling in this dumb trickle down economic stuff right so they're saying oh well we'll cut taxes and that'll increase revenue and blah 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 and that's never worked and it will never work it's really about dismantling the security uh social security networks in the UK you know they have nationalized health service that was the envy of many nations, but of course, with the uh, party conservatives in charge, you know, starting with Margaret Thatcher, they've been busy trying to dismantle that stuff because apparently they enjoy the fact that people get sick and die. Yeah, I hear you. You know, yep. yeah. So uh, I hope this message gets out to a couple of, of people with a few brain cells rubbing together that call into your show. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the other thing is, everybody, anybody listening, if you're sane, just go out and vote and bring a couple of friends. I hear you, Mark. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Again, folks, right. like Mark said, make sure you're registered. Go and vote. And whatever you do, do not vote for any Republican who, who's running. Not a single solitary one. 221-7283 is the call-in number here at the station, folks. That's 702-221-SAVE-OUR-DEMOCRACY. Let's go to J.D. on line two. J.D., you're next. Thanks for calling. Doug, I'd like to nominate you to be the head of the Democratic Re-Election Committee, replacing uh, Debbie Washerman Schultz. You are the best. You would get more Democrats elected than any head of that department now. Second, I want to congratulate you on tripling the call-ins to the show on Friday. So you obviously have a, uh, uh, what do you call it, an audience out there. In regard to Mark just talking about Casey, uh, Casey, uh, Stacey Abrams, a couple of other things that maybe, you know, you have missed or Mark has missed. I doubt it. On de- on deniers, Al Gore fought for five weeks. Senator Barbara Boxer in 2004 and 31 Democratic House members voted not to certify Bush's reelection, J.D., including the J.D., current- hold on. Let me, just, let me just pop in here for a minute. I know all of what you're going to say. I've heard it before. I listen to right-wing talk radio, too. The difference but is, this is, not, this is, the this difference is, is Donald Trump lost the election. Donald Trump planned this coup or overturning of the election All right. months Could I before just it say happened. Something? You already did. You now, I, now I'm chiming in on what you just said. You are making you know, a you false sh- you comparison. Should, you should be you should be in the Senate because they wouldn't have to do away with the filibuster. You could talk forever. <laughs> well, J.D., uh, I imagine you're right up there, too. But the bottom line is this is a horrific false equivalence. Donald uh, Trump, what Donald, no, Trump what Donald Trump is doing in no way, shape, or form mirrors or comes close to what anybody else has ever done in this country's history. Well, Benny Thompson, the head of the January 6th committee, and Jamie Raskin, who are on that, 
were also part of the deniers of the Trump uh, election. Hillary said, Hillary J.D., said J.D., quote, J.D., and again, illegitimate J.D. president. But by the, by the way, I'm just giving Justin a motion here. When I do this, pot the person down immediately. That that was an aside. I potted myself down. Okay, good, good. No, the bottom line, what did you just say? I, I I lost my train of thought talking to I Justin. I just said that even Hillary Clinton said Trump was not a legitimate president. But Hillary Clinton conceded the election and called Trump the night of the election. J.D., it's a false equivalence. Let me ask you something, J.D. Are you really not aware of the danger Donald Trump and his authoritarianism presents to this country? Do you not actually see that our democracy is in trouble? Because you keep making all these false equivalents, going back to Al Gore and, and Herbert Hoover and whoever. You're ignoring the elephant in the room. Alger this Hitch. guy is an Alger authoritarian Hitch. dictator wannabe. Why are you going back and making false equivalences? Why don't you address the elephant in the room that Donald Trump wants to destroy our democracy and that there's 350 election deniers running for office that are willing to back him up. Why don't you ever address that? Well, I'm trying to give you the other side. But of there what is no saying. other side to Donald Trump. Yes, he is, there is. No, there isn't. The man is an authoritarian dictator wannabe who wants to destroy our democracy. Never before have we had someone try to do that. Let me ask you one question. No, address what I said. Do you not see the danger? This is a yes or no, J.D. No, uh, there, do you, do you all, not see too, the danger Donald Trump presents to this first democracy? First of all, there are too many yes checks or and no. balances. Yes or no. No, there are too many checks. Okay, I'm going to let you go. That's it. When I ask a question and it's a yes or no, don't say, well, let me ask you this. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your questions. I want a response. I want a direct response. I prepare the truth and the facts for any time I'm on the air. And sometimes my patience for false equivalences of 30 friggin' years ago that aren't even close to what we are experiencing now, a hostile friggin' takeover of our democratic system. So I don't care what Stacey Abrams said. It was a whole lot different, as Mark pointed out, than what you're told by your right-wing propaganda hate media. I don't want to hear about Al Gore. The bottom line is Donald Trump lost this election, and decisively. But he had planned to overturn it for months leading up to it. That is unprecedented. That presents a clear and present danger to our electoral system and our democratic form of government. Why don't you Trumpers ever friggin' address that? You give me all these stupid, lame-ass false equivalences and, and, and flashbacks to things that don't matter a hill of beans to what we're going through now. And I wonder why. 221-7283 is our call-in number here at the station. If you want to chat, that's 702-221-SAVE-OUR-DEMOCRACY. Let's head back to the phones and bring on another one of my good buddies, Carl. Carl, you're next. Thanks for calling. Yeah, hey, Doug. Hey, um, I, I, Friday, I, 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 I thought you said you weren't going to be on Monday, but I was shocked. I, I was just that. teasing <laughs> Actually, oh. I, actually, I wasn't supposed to, but 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 something came up, and you know, stuff happens. Oh, oh yeah, what came up was a little intelligence, so they got you back. But that's good. Uh, listen, did you see? It just came up in the news. Trump has uh, put in a request through an attorney to the Supreme Court to stop the release of his tax returns. 
Well, he's a little late for that yeah. because the Southern District of New York has already got a bunch of them, enough to prove that uh, his uh, his crimes and uh, whatever that he's committed, him and his company and his uh, family have committed crimes. And they've, I think they've got the proof of that. Yeah. And it's going to be coming out soon. And when you say he's never going to be uh, put in prison, uh, it's going to be pretty close. He's going to be arrested. I, I, I guarantee you that. Well, well there's no, uh, there's no question. He deserves to rot away in a prison cell for the rest of his miserable, demented life. But the logistics of throwing an ex-president in prison are nightmares. I mean, what, what happens to the Secret yeah. Service? Do they, ha- you know, have a cell adjoining his? Yeah. No. You know. No, I think he'll. Yeah, I think he'll be arrested. In all he'll honesty, be in all honesty, go through. In all honesty, if he is indicted for espionage, there is only one punishment he should get. He won't because he's a former ex-president, but he should get the Julius Ethel Rosenberg treatment. He won't. Again, he won't. You're being very nice about it. Uh, Listen, you know, uh, talk about him financially, too. Uh, You know, he's thinking of becoming rich. He could think about declassifying, and he could also think about becoming rich. Yep. Did you know that? Yep. And uh, you know that it's it's unbelievable that man is he. Oh, he. I'm telling you, you probably are worth more than he is. He's. If you know <laughs> that, anything about doubtful. economics, <laughs> if you know anything about economics, your net worth, your net worth, is your assets before their your um, debts or debts are taken from that. He owes more than he's worth. There isn't one piece of property he has that isn't in the red. That isn't in the red. He doesn't have any uh, profit or any equity in in any property or company he's got. And every company he ever owned went into bankruptcy. He bankrupted everything he had anything to do with. Well, six bankruptcies. I mean, six bankruptcies of a casino call. You know how hard it is to bankrupt the casino? Casinos are almost a free license to print money. Yeah. And Trump declared yeah, bankruptcy nobody, six times. Yeah, yeah nobody can ban- become own a casino and become bankrupt because casinos have certain certain uh, figures they work on that they have to take in more than they pay out. It's guaranteed. Yeah. You, you and, and, when, and when he went, but this great businessman, yeah, you know, great businessman. He every company he went into, he uh, he bankrupted, and if he did, he cheated everybody who worked for him. Well, everybody who worked for him well, by not know, paying them. And you know, Carl, not only that. Look at his charity. He didn't even. Most people set up these charities as kind of a shell or a shelter for their own money. Trump yeah. didn't put a, a single dime of his own money in his charity. He fleeced it from other people. Then he used it to spend money on yeah. himself. The same with his <laughs> Trump University. He took advantage of of people uh-huh. looking for a better life, including a lot of veterans. Yeah, well, and I told he you last week. Built them. I mean, I the told guy you last... is a con yeah. man. I told you last week I graduated Trump University, remember? <laughs> but I, I had to I had to, you had to go uh, back. give up my diploma because I found out that none of his teachers had ever graduated high school. Exactly. So that made me a little upset. It you. made me a little upset at the time. But uh, my, <laughs> my final thing is, uh, are you having a good Halloween? Uh, <laughs> are you, are you going to have a good Halloween? I, I am. Good, in, good. In well, fact, in uh, fact, I have call. I, I, are, are you just listening or are you watching? 
Uh, we'll see. Oh, okay. We'll see. For those who are watching, I found this online. Carl, you're going to pretend you can see it. It's a picture of a pumpkin. Apropos, uh-huh. because it's Halloween, but the front part of the pumpkin is made to look like the bars of a prison cell. Inside, oh. inside the pumpkin is another pumpkin. We can call it a trumpkin because of the, the, <laughs> the pumpkin inside is carved to look like Donald right. Trump. I don't know if they can see that on the screen, but that's quite that's creative, good. isn't it? That's good. That's a good. trumpkin within seen, a pumpkin. I don't know if you've ever seen Newsmax. This is cool uh, being wonderful. able to show pictures. Yeah. Have you ever seen Newsmax, that wonderful, uh, uh, you know, uh, company, that uh, broadcasting company? Uh, they have, they're selling every, once in a while I turn it on just to get some laughs, and they're showing something called the Trumpy Bear. They're trying oh, to sell. I've have seen you ever that. Seen that? I've seen, I have. I mean, can you believe this? Can you believe this? <laughs> that would give An a... American Trump. I know. Yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, I got teddy bears. I didn't get Trumpy Bears. Giving yeah, a kid yeah. a Trumpy Bear, what better way to start him on a life of loserdom? Yeah, well, kid Trump goes to sleep does, with a Trumpy look, Bear under his pillow. Yeah. He probably wakes up and his well, his pajamas are gone. Yeah. Well, Trump <laughs> does love Trump does does love Halloween. You know why he loves Halloween? Why? Because uh, look, well, he doesn't have cost him anything. He doesn't have to buy a mask. Well, that's true. And if there's anything, if there's anybody who knows, <laughs> true, Carl, that's very true. And if there's anyone who knows anything about Halloweenies, it's Donald Trump. Hey, Carl, I got to yeah. run. I appreciate you calling me, okay. buddy. We'll Take do it again. Sir. We'll do it again whenever. Okay. 221-7283 is the number, folks, here at the station. That's 702-221-SAVE-OUR-DEMOCRACY. It's a little past the bottom of the hour. Justin and I just made an executive decision. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after that break. We'll head back to the phones. And I got some other stuff I want to squeeze in before I get out of here. I'm Doug Basham. Back after this. Keep it here. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. This announcement is brought to you by the Armed Forces Chamber. Nevada's largest and oldest Chamber of Commerce formed to serve Armed Forces members. Your opinion matters. Your vote counts. You can make history. Vote Patsy Brown as the first female to be public administrator. Patsy Brown is a contract lawyer. 
Patsy Brown is a federal contractor with 15 years of experience. Patsy Brown is a business owner with 25 years of experience. Patsy Brown is a philanthropist. Patsy Brown is a Rotorian. Patsy Brown is endorsed by attorneys, business owners, community leaders, legislators, pastors, seniors, and veterans. Vote Patsy Brown from October 22nd through November 4th and November 8th. Learn more at votepatsybrown.com. Again, that's votepatsybrown.com. Paid for by friends who vote Patsy Brown. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. a great song. Bonnie Tyler, I Need a Hero. This country needs a hero. Donald Trump is not that. He is the anti-hero. We're back, folks, for our final segment here on Pushing the Limits here on KSHP in Las Vegas. You can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PTL, that's Pushing the Limits, PTL Vegas, which again means that you cannot just listen to it on the radio. You can watch it. And if you haven't watched it today, folks, you're missing out. I put on a dress shirt and a tie for the show. You see? Just for you <laughs> and Bonnie Tyler. 221-7283 is our caller number here, folks. If you got something you need to get off your chest in this last segment for today, and my last segment till who knows when, that number is 702-221-SAVE-OUR-DEMOCRACY. And before we head back to the phones, I've got one thing I want to comment, something, on, something that J.D. said. I asked J.D. why he was always giving me these stupid false equivalences from 30 years ago that have no reflection, meaning, bearing relevance to what's going on today. The all-out assault on our democracy. And J.D. started to say, I asked him, 
if he was if he was truly not worried or if he truly did not see the danger Donald Trump pretends, presents to our democracy, you know what he said? No, because we have checks and balances. That's not the friggin' point. The point is Donald Trump is an authoritarian, autocratic dictator wannabe who is trying to destroy our democracy. And he spent the past two years since he lost the election putting people in place that will aid his next coup. So when I ask you if you don't see the danger and you say, well, no, there's checks and balances when they barely held, I got to ask, what is wrong with you? Seriously, you Trumpers, what is wrong with you? You sit there and you babble on about Hillary's emails or Hunter Biden's laptop or immigration or abortion or book burning or whatever your media spoon feeds you that day and you're ignoring the 800-pound elephant in the room, the hostile attempted takeover of our democratic process. And I will ask you Trumpers the same question I asked J.D., do you really not, and again, this is checks and balances aside, you understand? Do you really not see the danger Donald Trump presents to this democracy? If you have an answer for that, I'd love to hear it. 221-7283 is the number whereupon you can give that answer. That's 702-221-SAVE-OUR-DEMOCRACY. Let's head back to the phones now. We'll talk to my good buddy, John. You're next. Thanks for calling. Captain Cojones. Hey, John, what it is? Hey, my man, it's always a good day when we get to hear Doug Basham on the radio. You know, and now all you radio executives, can't you see this man has talent <laughs> on loan from God? He's supremely talented. Give this man a show. Talent, on loan, time. talent on loan from God. <laughs> I, I, I break it. It's real simple. Whenever you're in a debate with one of these retarded Republicans... <laughs> There's four four simple principles you need to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Number one is count how many words into their diatribe it takes before they get to fear and hate, because that's all they peddle in. Right. That's just just count the words because it's coming quick. It's either going to be fear or hate. That's right. number one. Right. Number two, and what you uh, rightfully beat down uh, very effectively, I would have bitch sla- I like J.D. I've met him. We, we go way back from fighting on the radio. J.D. and I, I go bitch- back, too. Yeah, I would have bitch slapped J.D. If, if we were in the same room together, because he deserves it at this point. Democracy's at stake. They, they, they fall on that false equivalency. It just comes to them naturally. They've been spoon-fed it by their media. Uh, and J.D.'s smart. He can juggle more than one, uh, more than one ball at a time. The, the, that's fear and hate. That's one. Number two is false equivalency. Number three is gish gallop, and that's what J.D. was about to do, is you just, over, you just overwhelm him. You just keep throwing crap against the wall and, so, and hope some of it's going to stick. Yeah. And, and then number four is the Brandolini effect. And that's what you spent all that time researching that Obama didn't uh, steal classified documents like Trump. And the Brandolini effect simply says that it takes 100 times more effort to disprove a lie than it does to make a lie. So those are the four principles. That's all you need to keep in mind when you're uh, debating a retarded Republican. (laughs) That was well said, John. I I would expect nothing less, but I still have to compliment you. You said it's a good day when you hear me. I would say it's a good day when I hear you. Hey, Doug, the the reason I called is 
Oh my God. <laughs> what is wrong with these retarded Republicans? Seriously. Uh, Paul Pelosi gets hit in the head with the hammer, and these retarded Republicans, these maggots, these scumbags, are they comfortable spreading lies that it was, he was having a homosexual relationship with this man, or that this man was his paid prostitute? What? Have you no decency, sir? Have you no morals? Have you no values at all? What the hell is wrong with you, retarded Republicans? And why don't you call the great Doug Basham and renounce that? Especially Elon Musk. Are you kidding me? In my eyes now, if you own a Tesla, you're a retarded Republican with no morals or values. (laughs) He is is an agent of chaos, isn't he? Oh, my God, look, talk about a man wanting his whole career, his whole existence has been getting subsidies from governments, and now he, he's the head, he's the chief twit, and he, and he, he retweets or, or tweets something that maybe there's a tiny chance that uh, there's more to the Paul Pelosi story, like he's having an affair with this. He's an 82-year-old man who got hit in the head with a hammer. What the F is wrong with you? But see, you have no... Have you no morals, <laughs> sir? Jesus. <laughs> have you no decency left? I understand. But see, again, these are people that are products of their media. And their media has been doing, to the, doing this to them for years. Whenever something happens that involves a Democrat... They immediately have to come up with a conspiracy. Now, it's gotten worse, but I mean, what really frustrates me is that the mainstream right-wing media has moved more towards Alex Jones than he has towards them. No question. And now, I mean, a lot of the conspiracy theories that we would have never heard, even on Fox, even on Newsmax, are like common fare. And it's just, it's amazing. And that, that's why something happens to Paul Pelosi, boom, the conspiracy writers get on it. Yep, and I, look, man, I, I think Brian Shapiro is tremendously talented. He's got more patience than a saint. He enjoys the debate. He's genuine. He's legitimate. But, you know, sometimes, like I said, you just got to bitch slap them because <laughs> there's no bottom to these folks. I know. It's never going to end. They hate you. It's deep-seated. It's deep-rooted. Yeah. And, and, and there's no compromise. So you've got to bitch slap them. That's it. I agree with you, John. Excellent rant. Excellent phone call as always, buddy. Great show, Doug. Hey, you take care. 221-7283 is the number. That's 702-221-SAVE-OUR-DEMOCRACY. And again, the phone lines are kind of quiet right now. We've got a fellow named Brian I'm going to get to in a minute. But where are you Trumpers? Where is your justification for the treatment of Paul Pelosi? Where is your answer to my question? Do you really not see the danger, the clear and present danger Donald Trump presents to our democracy and our electoral process? 221-7283 is the number to call. If you have an answer, that's 702-221-SAVE. Back to the phones and we'll talk to Brian. You're next. Thanks for calling. Doug, what's happening, my friend? Hey, how you doing, Brian? I'm doing well. And, you know, Alex Jones, I've been, I, I've been sounding the alarm about Alex Jones for 20 freaking years. <laughs> He's nothing but a snake oil salesman, a liar, uh, a phony, and not anybody, to, not to mention a grip, anybody that, a that embraces him for any reason whatsoever is not, you know, they're, they're crazy. 
Yeah, and I've always and thought... That, and that goes I, for I've always Charlie thought, Kirk right now. That goes for uh, Bannon and some of the other people that are trying to rehabilitate this puke. Yeah. Tell me if you agree with me, Brian. I've always said that if you are a fan of Alex Jones and you put any credence in the garbage he delivers, there has to be something horribly missing in your life that you would stoop to that level for what you consider to be knowledge. Well, the people that do that I've seen recently, they don't know how bad his background really is. They're, they're pushing this thing that it's about freedom of speech because he got sued for that horrible thing he said about the, the school shootings. And, and, and rightly so, the parents sued him into bankrupt. He, he will be bankrupt. And, and, you know, it just really upsets me. I, I lost a bet just a few minutes ago. Uh-oh. John, your last caller. Right. I've been arguing with J.D. saying that that can't be John the Lib. John the Lib used to be a fairly fair-minded guy back in the day when we would argue back and forth. But obviously, it is John the Lib. And I'll tell you what, John. But I would ask you, what, you, what, what, what makes I'll you I'll think tell you that the guy who's going to get bitch slapped, John, it's you. Why? He, he, he says he's going to bitch. If I was in the room with J.D., I'd bitch slap him. I'll tell you what. Well, I think, I think John Lib would get his ass I think that handed was figurative. to him. I think that was figurative. Yes, I know. But he's got I a big mouth now. I think that was figurative, not literal. A, I, I, I understand that. I do. So, so what, I'm pushing back the way so, he so now pushes what, what's back. The bottom, it's nonsense. Hold on. What's the bottom line of what you're saying regarding John? Are you defending J.D.? you damn right I am. Really? I asked him if yeah. he really didn't and, see and the danger Donald Trump presents. And he said, oh, no, we have checks and balances. And my point well, is, that, all, doesn't change, down, that doesn't change the fact that he presents a clear and present danger. Do you not see the danger he presents? Not one inch. Really? Wow. Really, and, and, you, and you're going to jump on John, tricks, and you're going to jump on John Doug. and saying he's not being fair-minded. Doug. Doug, you play these little radio tricks where you pot somebody down, and then you talk about them, and yet you, and when you don't get and enough yet, BS and out yet, over the air, and you then they pot hey, them down. Hey, the reason I pot people down is when they're full of crap. And right now, I thought this was going to be a pleasant conversation, but if you're going to attack John the Lib. When nothing he said wasn't a hundred percent true, and defend Donald Trump and say you don't see not one bit the danger he presents to this country when he has lied about this election starting months before it, and has continued it to this day, incited an insurrection, an attack on our capital on January the sixth, and you don't see any danger. How dare you? Try and attack another caller. And I'm not defending John because he's a liberal and I'm a liberal. Doesn't matter. The truth is the truth. John spoke the truth. Doesn't matter if he's a lib or a conservative. But to say that you don't see the danger Donald Trump presents when the evidence is just over friggin' whelming. You're probably one of these people that think January 6th was just another tour from the Capitol. Am I right? Is he gone or is he still, uh, he's gone? <clears throat> well, no loss. <laughs> but seriously, though, folks, 
When have we ever had an attack on the Capitol that tried to interfere with the hallmark foundational principle of our country, a free and fair election and the peaceful transfer of power? That's never happened. And it happened because of one man and one man alone, Donald friggin' Trump. And for you to call me and attack another caller who spoke the truth and say you don't see not one bit the danger Donald presents, Donald Trump presents to this, this country? What about the 30,500 lies he told in, the, in his four years? How about when he attacked and mocked that disabled person? Did you have a problem with him then? Of course not. And I'll bet you call yourself a supporter of the military. Where were you when he said John McCain and other POWs weren't heroes because they were captured? Did you have a problem with that? I'm sure not one bit, right? Everything's just hunky-dory. It's like, how many times are you going to throw people under the bus, including our military, that you always claim to support 100%? How many people, how many organizations, how many things are you going to throw under the bus so that you can keep your blinders on and not admit the obvious, the truth, that Donald Trump is the single most clear and present danger, this democratic republic, this representative democracy, whatever you want to call it. He is the biggest and clear and present danger it has ever faced. And back to J.D. Oh, we have checks and balances. Yeah, that barely friggin' held. And that was when there was one election denier. Now we've got 350 running for office with others already in place. And you don't see the danger? I, I don't know. I, I, part of me wonders if it hurts, if it's painful, to be that incredibly stupid and ignorant. But I'll have to wait for another time to find out because we are just about out of time, folks. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for calling. I want to thank Brian for giving me the opportunity to fill in. He'll be back tomorrow. I got to thank Justin, who was just awesome on the board. I mean, he ran this show like he'd been doing it for years. I have been. He did a whole lot better of the show than I did, and I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. (laughs) Anyhow, folks, it has been a slice. No, make that a slice and a half. The election is one day tomorrow. Vote blue. Do not vote for any Republican under any circumstances. Not one. I'm Doug Basham. See you when.